1: This is God's truth in action.
0: And welcome to the program. This is Pastor John Kane, your host for today. With us on the program today, we have Minister of Music NJ Malenke. Welcome to the program, NJ.
2: Thank you for inviting me. Good to be here.
0: Let's uh, start by talking a little bit about your history, your background in church music.
2: Well, I have been uh, a church musician for many, many years. Uh But uh, specifically, 40 years uh, within Christian churches uh, in uh, several different states, including Cypress, Texas. Uh, I was uh, a lifelong lover of traditional church music, and uh, I got into contemporary uh, church music when it began in the late 1970s, late 1960s, and early 1970s. And so I've been doing both for many, many years.
0: So across those many years, what kind of changes have you seen in church music from the beginning of your career to the present?
2: Well, when I first began in 1971, it was traditional church music, using the organ and piano and choirs, this type of thing. But in um, the late 1970s, I uh, began getting involved in contemporary Christian music as I was out on the West Coast uh, serving in a church and leading a youth band and actually playing in that band at that time. And that was when the Jesus Movement was happening in the late 1960s and early 1970s. So I began being involved in both contemporary and traditional church music. But I actually began starting Uh, contemporary services in the late 1970s in um, Little Rock, Arkansas, and in uh, uh, Lyle, Illinois, which is a suburban Chicago, Illinois. So I've been involved uh, in both styles for a long time.
0: So really, what are the differences between the, the two styles?
2: Well, the traditional church music uses hymns, and organ and piano and choirs, those hymns are quite uh, doctrinal oriented, scripture oriented, and uh, quite wordy, but well wordy, I'd say in a very, very positive sense. Traditional church music uh, is more um, stoic, I guess, uh, whereas contemporary church music is more rhythmic And uh, emphasis is more on feelings and emotion in contemporary music rather than um, the uh, liturgy and um, doctrine and that kind of thing. There's a lot of repetition of words. Uh, We have what's called um, verses and we have choruses and the like. And a lot of the choruses in contemporary music just go over and over again with the same words, trying to appeal to the heart of the worshiper.
0: So what should we listen for, uh, no matter what kind of music that we're listening to, whether it's uh, contemporary or traditional? What what sort of things are, are we really listening for in terms of lyrics or um, uh, the music itself?
2: Well, we should be listening to music that is scripture-based, obviously. Uh, being in a Christian church, it ought to be doctrinal-based also so that we are uh, believing what we are hearing and singing.
0: Well, that makes that makes sense. So as we're recording this, we're, uh, oh, we're starting to make preparations for uh, Advent, the season of preparation, uh, ultimately uh, to Christmas. and uh, celebrating that tender time of the year. Uh, it's a favorite of many, many uh, Christians. Recognizing our Lord's uh, willingness to be born into this mess uh, to affect our rescue, so um, when it comes to Christmas and Advent and its its music, how do you how do you see that? How, how is that maybe a different kind of music? Um, how how do you view it?
2: Well, I have seen uh, Christmas music uh, change over the years. Uh, Being involved in church music for many, many years, I was so centered on the sacred music scene. And that's really where I draw my base today. But there are a lot of secular uh, uh, Christian songs, well, not Christian songs, but secular songs uh, for Christmas that uh, go with a whimsical. And I'm not too much into that, although I use uh, some of that in my light show as well. But Advent, uh, Advent is a wonderful time of year where we talk about preparing the heart to receive Jesus at Christmas. And um, many churches do not celebrate Advent. They go directly from Thanksgiving uh, straight into Christmas and have big Christmas cantatas and that kind of thing, which are great musical events. And uh, they, uh, for weeks in their churches, are celebrating Christmas through these big musical events. So I see um, us as we move out into the world with the gospel of Christ, trying to reach an audience that may not be familiar with Advent or even appreciating Advent, but still needing to know what the great meaning of Advent is, which is preparing our hearts to receive Jesus at Christmas. Now, many of the um, liturgical churches try not to sing Christmas songs, uh, sacred Christmas songs in their worship until Christmas Eve. And I think that uh, makes it very difficult for them to uh, really understand and appreciate all the great Christmas hymnody that we have in the hymnal. And also, uh, as we look at Advent, um, some Christian churches uh, just don't know the Advent songs either. And there are only a limited amount of um, uh, worship services in this uh, season of advent and christmas so i think it's important that we try to learn more and more songs of both um, traditions uh, advent and christmas now uh, many of the liturgical churches start celebrating christmas on christmas eve and they celebrate what's called the 12 days of christmas that goes uh, until Epiphany, which is uh, historically January 6th. But many people outside of the liturgical churches stop celebrating Christmas right after Christmas Day. They take down all their decorations and they're on to New Year's. So trying to reach people with this message of Jesus coming into the world uh, as a baby to save us from our sins, reaching the outside world with this We have to strike a balance. Uh, That's where I'm at with it.
0: We uh, have Wednesday evening services also during Advent, and we have a hymn sing for uh, 10 or 15 minutes, and people get to choose and and request their favorite Advent and Christmas songs. Do you have any other ideas of ways that we could uh, get more of these hymns and songs into uh, practice?
2: Well, I think the idea of Christian radio is a really good thing. Uh, if the Christian radio stations can even play more of the Advent songs, uh, some of the most famous are O Come, O Come, Emanuel. Uh, I guess that's the most fam- famous of the Advent songs, but there are others as well. But if they could play more of some of those uh, in addition to the Christmas, I think that would be a great thing. Uh, Christian radio stations... Are unique in that they tend to play uh, sacred or uh, Christ-centered music rather than just the secular songs of many other radio stations during this time.
0: You see any trends, NJ? Uh, things that uh, things to watch for for the future.
2: Uh, I see as far as traditional and contemporary. Right now, we've had such a. Um, uh, focus of either one or the other, uh, traditional or contemporary, and people choosing to go to either style with the same message being preached. But contemporary, usually the preachers are more in, um, uh, either wearing suits or, or more um, uh, informal uh, outfits, uh, uh, attire, whereas it's robes for the uh, traditional services. But I think what's going to be happening is down the road, we're going to start seeing what's called blended worship, uh, where uh, people start accepting the best of the contemporary uh, music and uh, the best of the traditional music, and eventually evolving back into uh, single worship of Jesus Christ, no matter what the worship style is. That's going to take some time, however.
0: How about musical instruments? Do you see uh, switching back and forth between different instruments uh, for different hymns or different songs during one service?
2: I think so. Uh, one of the sad things that I'm noticing is that uh, there are a lack of uh, organists being trained in this day and age. So even though many churches still have organs, uh, they are being abandoned uh. Uh, for keyboards and guitars and that sort of thing, I would like to see more organists trained so that we could have some of that in addition to the uh, contemporary bands that are available. But I see I see a uh, more of a blending of the instruments. An instrument is not just traditional because it's an organ, but uh, it could be contemporary and being an organ also.
0: Yeah, you're you're talking about the earlier days of your uh, career, and I was thinking back to uh, many uh, many musicians, let's say in in popular music, who were playing, say, a Hammond organ in the late '60s, and uh, some of them transitioned back and forth between early rock music and and church music. Um, so, you know, stylistically, people can make that leap. I know.
2: Yes, so, I agree.
0: What what are you doing personally, uh, as far as reaching out into the community, uh, you know, with this this joyful message of uh, Christ's birth so many years ago, but as eternal God being born into our world to uh, to be our Savior?
2: Well, I have in my retirement started something called NJ's Texas Christmas Light Show. N J apostrophe S Texas Christmas Light Show. And uh, I have 45 videos on either YouTube or Facebook, which is also called Meta. And if you'd search NJ's Texas Christmas lights, you can see some of these videos. I live in Cypress, Texas at 14419 Leaning Aspen Court. Uh, 14419 Leaning Aspen Court in Cypress, Texas. I have a unique light show which presents a combination of sacred and secular music, mostly sacred, um, centering on the birth of Jesus Christ. And I do this uh, with an animated light show that's totally customized by me around all three sides of my home, along with video that comes out of my garage door. And I customize and make all that video myself. I, it's a lifelong, or it's a year-long project for me I do it uh, 24, not 24, I guess, the waking hours of the day, put it this way, um, all all year long. Uh, it's gotten to be quite a following in Cyprus, and I'm very happy that my neighbors enjoy it. Um, I have four different types of shows every evening, uh, including a uh, Christmas music light show, which is more lazy lights, uh, with... Uh, Postcard-type video, and um, I got to stop for just a second because another phone call came in, but here I am again. Uh, Postcard-type video and uh, uh, great Christmas music, uh, especially the sacred music of all different styles. That's one of my light shows. Another light show is The First Christmas. And that's the Christmas story. It's a nine and a quarter minute um, animated uh, Christmas story with lights on the lawn, the nativity the scene, and uh, cartoon-like video in the um, driveway. And then my third show, which is probably the most popular, is my 18 and a half minute long synchro show, which are lights tightly synchronized with music uh, that I custom make myself. And then finally, I have a show called Christmas Light, uh, sorry, Silent Light, which is at the end of the evening, which is silence with uh, a different type of lighting based, based on the effects of the lights. So not many people have four different types of light shows every evening.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that your neighbors like it, because that was one of my questions. How are they at the end of the season? (laughs) It sounds like like a lot of traffic in front of your house. Yes,
2: I I personally go to every door on my cul-de-sac before the light show begins and invite them to view the show and um, try to be a good neighbor during the year. And so I have many friends and it works out very well for me.
0: So, what days of the month does this run? Uh, I know you work on it year round, but uh, when when is the showing?
2: This year, it's December first through the thirtieth, uh, and it runs from five thirty in the evening until ten thirty in the evening with different shows interspersed throughout the evening.
0: And Jay, I was just thinking that I've got some of those uh, lines of Christmas lights where one bulb goes out and the whole thing is gone. (laughs) It takes forever to find where the problem is. I hope you don't have any strings of lights like that.
2: (laughs) Can I tell you a quick story? I think the audience would be interested too. Uh, I have a whole home generator. And one night after choir rehearsal, I came home and all the lights on my street were out. And I thought, oh my, as I rounded the corner, the only lights that were on were my light show. And I thought, yay, God, <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> Jesus, the light of the world, signs amidst the darkness. It was wonderful.
0: That's good. Uh, your neighbors didn't blame you for uh, the power outage then.
2: <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Well, it, it sounds
0: like you've invested a lot of yourself, a lot of your creativity, and a lot of your time in this outreach. Do you have any other suggestions about uh, ways that other people might uh, um, show the love of Christ to the world and to the neighbors around them?
2: Well, it doesn't have to be just through music. Uh, I think it's just their uh, general witness um, trying to be a good neighbor to their neighbors and being ready to uh, say why. Um and when the neighbors want to talk about uh, what they're doing at Christmas to emphasize uh, the spiritual side of it, that they're going to be going to church and what they're going to be doing and uh, with their family, I think this is a wonderful way. Uh, there are carolers that go into the malls to, that sing uh, to nursing homes. I think that's a wonderful way to do it. There are outreaches like uh, uh, churches having uh, m- meals to the homeless. That's a wonderful way to celebrate uh, Christ at Christmas. Uh, There are just many ways. I think people have to have a focus on the outsider, and and then they can ask themselves, how could I uh, communicate the real meaning of Christmas to the outside world? And God will give them some ideas, and they may be surprised at what they come up with.
0: Well, that good news uh, that Christ was born into our world to be our Savior and grants us complete forgiveness of our sins is uh, the message of, well, Christmas and Easter and every Sunday in between and around. So uh, that good news that uh, we are forgiven uh, is, is a message that needs to go out To everyone. We'll come back to our guest, NJ, in just a second, but uh, I'd like to let our listeners know there is only one ELM Houston or Evangelical Life Ministries. I'd like to invite you to visit our program's website, elmhouston.org, to read more about us. And on that website, you'll find shortcuts to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. You may also donate to support our work. Also, from our Facebook page, you can find Uh, podcasts of our past programming. All of our on-the-air hosts are volunteers, so you can know your donations will go far to help us purchase radio airtime. We strive to have a wide variety of interviews with people who are creatively sharing the good news of Jesus Christ at that intersection of where faith meets life. You may write us at ELM Houston P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 777, now back to our guest. Uh, NJ, do you have a favorite Christmas hymn?
2: I have many favorite Christmas hymns. Um, uh, let me think. What would be one of my favorite Christmas hymns? Uh, I like What Child Is This? It asks the question, and it gives the answer. What child is this uh, who lays in a manger? And this, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing uh Babe the Babe the Son of Mary I would say that's one of my favorites. Ah, very good.
0: You know, I as a pastor I really appreciate the church musicians because uh you play and say sing the things that I uh, have trouble <laughs> doing. I like <laughs> Oh Holy Night and that's a little bit too difficult for me to sing. So <laughs> Oh yes. <laughs> uh it so is. I I really appreciate the work of um Setting the tone and uh, setting the mood, or the, um, uh, the the background setting for so much of our uh, worship services throughout the years. Uh, it's it's certainly a blessing when people share their God given gifts, and uh, when we all come together and share our gifts like that, then uh, we cover each other's shortcomings, okay. including mine. <laughs> Well, to our listeners, we'd encourage you to uh, come back real soon and visit us at uh, ELM Houston. And uh, to NJ, blessings on your work this busy holiday season coming up. Keep the lights burning.
2: Thank you. And folks, come see my display, 14419 Leaning Aspen Court, Cypress, Texas, 77429. For more information, you can call me at 281. 281- Thank you.
0: God's blessings, and thanks for being with us, NJ. Glad you could join us today for Engaging Truth. Our only prayer is that the message of Christ made here today will seek its depth in your mind and your heart. Every message played on air and streamed to America via KKHT 100.7 FM is hosted by volunteers. If you're curious about our additional programming, both present and past, go to our website at elmhouston.org and explore how God is using this programming to draw people to Him. Also on the website, you can discover ways to contribute and support this ministry. If you would like to contribute to this ministry, send it to ELM, PO Box 568 Cypress, Texas 77410. Prayer is our fuel and our strength.
1: Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.